the Burton Rugby Club podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Burton Rugby Club podcast. It is me, Chaz Bunting, and I'm here with Stig. Stig, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good, quite happy actually. Um, thought it'd be a good idea to... Games got cancelled on Saturday morning then. Thought it'd be a good idea to, you know, go and drink earlier. Yeah, for well, some it's, a, reason. it's a good excuse just to get on the beers a bit earlier, isn't it? Yeah, you could say so. Not so good Sunday morning though. No, not all, but... It just tastes too good when you're when you're in and amongst it on the Saturday afternoon. But yeah, it was a disappointing weekend not to have a fixture. It was a planned rest weekend for us early on in the season. However, this was the game that was rearranged to play against Kenilworth. After hyping the Kenilworth game up on last week's podcast, we were disappointed by being let down for the third time this season by Kenilworth. Yeah, I think... Like you said, I don't know if they were hoping to try and play us at our place again, if by cancelling it or, you know, I think we'll leave them for next year and I think they'll they'll regret not play, not carrying that game on a few weeks ago because now, obviously, picking up the five-point deductions, not exactly ideal for them. Yeah, it came around to bite them on the bum a little bit. Um, their coach going against what his own players wanted to do, trying to get the game rearranged um, because of that injury and then... They've not been able to get a team together. They've not been able to pull a side together because they're missing front row replacements. And yeah, five points for Burton first team, negative five points for Kenilworth. Yeah, and it's obviously it's it's not. It doesn't seem to be too much of an issue, but it's a bit of a worry for grassroots sports if at the level that we're at now, teams are struggling to field a, a front row. With with all the players that we have in the club, it's a bit of a worry for grassroots sports, and hopefully that doesn't become. A common theme. Yeah, I completely agree. It kind of, when people throughout my work this week have asked me about it, did you have a game this weekend? I've saw a couple of people out and about and I've had to tell them, no, we've not been able to play because the opposition couldn't field a team. It sounds like Sunday league football type yeah. of mentality when we're playing level five rugby. I think we always say this, it's a testament to us as Burton, how strong our second team are, how strong our third team are how many players we've got in the Colts, that then we can just transition players up. And um, if situations like this weekend come about where we're short of players, we've got people who can step up and get that extra 10% out of them because they're excited to come and play for the team at the next level. So a good example was that against Derby a few weeks ago for us. We were missing a few players. Lad stepped up and did a great job. So, yeah, a bit of a sorry state of affairs for grassroots rugby but actually in the same sense shows how good we're doing at the minute yeah 100% agree agree with that mate did you enjoy resting up though not having a game I actually did to be fair and it's one of the things you don't want to enjoy too much because then you're like going to training tomorrow night I even just having a Saturday off a game off you come back on a Tuesday you know Mocco's going to be there waiting with his war zone set up and you're going I don't know how I'm going to feel about doing this but yeah, once we're, once we're at training, I'm sure we'll have the speaker out tomorrow night and we can, can get going with that. Yeah, the one thing that's been a bit like of an issue this 2024 is that I've not felt like I've been able to get back-to-back games under my belt. I know yeah. when we started, um, we must have started on the 7th of January. That game got postponed. Then we played against Bridge North. Then there was a postponed game again. 
Stoke, Derby, half a game against Kenilworth, no game this weekend, that momentum against Banbury, that win that we got feels like a million miles away since we last pulled on the Burton shirt. Yeah, and it's, it's also hard, obviously, being amateur rugby players who would turn up for a hobby when we're saying we've got a rest week and then people organise plans with you and then games get pulled into your rest weekends and you've got to tell people that you can't now do the plans that were already set out. And it's, it's hard when you've either got to decide if you don't want to play rugby or if, or if you want to live in the doghouse. So I know some, some boys take an easier option out of that. Yeah, I think some boys take the kennels, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the doghouse that often. But yeah, it's good. I'm sure everyone in the senior teams are looking forward to get back out there this weekend. Got some big fixtures um, to talk about. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good training week. Hopefully the pitches hold up so we can get some good training sessions in again. Otherwise, we'll be um, digging deep into our back pockets trying to fork out for St George's Park. Yeah, too right. That's, but yeah, again, another great facility. We've got to use up Thursday night and it's kind of a bit frustrating that we had the game record off Saturday because obviously we had such a good setup for Saturday's game. I thought we were we looked sharp at times on Thursday doing the run-throughs and hopefully we could take that into tomorrow night and nail all our processes and then we're flying into Saturday's games. But there wasn't any rugby on the Saturday for the senior teams, but that doesn't mean there wasn't a game played on the Sunday. We are very fortunate tonight have Lauren from the women's first team join us on the pod. Lauren played for the women's first team against Tamworth on Sunday. How did you get on? Um, yeah, sadly we lost uh, 36-10. Um, no kind of effort kind of went unnoticed. Everyone stepped up. Um, yeah, it's just a shame we're kind of not quite getting those wins at the minute. You, Joey. Yeah, you must feel the same way, Lars, really. I think, with I know with you, you seem to have a game and then you seem to have three or four weeks off. And yeah, it, it I think, yeah. yeah, quite similar to what Ches said, like, it's been so inconsistent, obviously down to the weather. And then in our league, um, last season, we were there was about 12, 13 of us in the league. So we were playing quite regularly. This year, I think we're down to now six teams in our league. Um, we've had a couple of, like, women's teams have folded, um, pitches, weather, conditions kind of thing. Um, yeah, so it's been quite tough to kind of keep that momentum. Um, however, on a more like positive note, we've had loads of new starters, girls come from other teams, and then we've got a good like passage of players coming up from the under-18s as well. So a few more of those made their debut at the weekend. So it is starting to look quite positive. And I think come the end of the season, when we're all kind of gelling a bit more and then going into the next, season I think we will kind of those foundations are getting there yeah and um, just obviously give us a bit of a, a roundup of how the season's gone obviously with not many teams in there how did it the season start obviously I know that you train at the same time as the men's on the Tuesday and the Thursdays um, but how's the season gone with fixtures and stuff so far um yeah um it's not been positive really we've had a I think we've had one win um, that was Tamworth at home um a couple of games, the likes of um, Rugby Lionesses and then Obi Wigs, we've come close to um, beating them, but suddenly just fell short. And then we've got two big, really like kind of well-developed teams, Litchfield and then Bill Hillians. They're just way above the rest um, and doing really well in the season. So it has been a tough one. We've definitely kind of upped the standard from last season. 
Um, we've only moved across seasons, so not kind of gone up or down. Um, but just the standard of the women we're playing against is a lot higher. And it is challenging, but obviously we've tried to overcome those. Training is kind of getting there and stuff. So no thanks to, or all thanks rather to Kev and Joe for turning up week in, week out, obviously, giving up their uh, weekdays, their weekends kind of thing. Um, so yeah, big thank you to those. Yeah, and obviously Lauren's only been, how long have you been playing at Burton, Lauren? Um, two seasons. Uh, well, this two is seasons, my second season. Okay, it's sexist. I don't know. Obviously, I've been at the club for about three seasons, Chaz. I don't know how the women's team has... When, do you know much about it before? Obviously, Lauren was joined two years ago. So how do you know if it's developed much, etc.? Yeah, I think the women's team has developed massively from... the. I'm sure it was a couple of seasons just before we left Peel Croft and moved to Battersea Croft. They set up the new women's team, the... The badges, obviously creating the new logo, trying to get a little bit more hype around the team. Um, I know that Michelle Wakeland was massive part of the kind of reforming of Burton women's team. And there's been some, well, lots of players that have been involved with that, with Charlotte and um, Deb Edwards. And I'll probably be missing people. Um, this was before, obviously, we moved to Battlestead Croft. There was a period of time... Uh, in the early 2000s, where I know there was a, a women's team formed at Burton, that kind of faded away. But it's nice to have it back up and running and growing from strength to strength, definitely down at uh, down at our new place in Branston. And, yeah, it's fantastic because it means the whole club has doubled in size. We've got minis and juniors, both boys and girls. We've got the, the girls' age groups that go every kind of two years from the under 12s all the way up to the under 18s and it's important that those under 18 girls whether they end up going to university or whatever it is that they've got a place to progress their rugby career going into the women's first team set up and you know if you think as a long longevity point of view what we'd love to be able to see is that we have a women's first team and then a Burton women's second team where they're all pushing for each other's shirts and playing the highest standard possible, which I guess at the moment we've got that infrastructure coming through. We just need these girls to um, to be old enough to start playing women's senior rugby. Yeah, I, I massively agree. And I think one thing that I've noticed this season, obviously I've only been at the, the club is, well, I've only been at the club for three seasons, but this year, I feel like there's been more of a bond between the male, the men's of the first, uh, the women's team. Sorry, so like even with socials, it feels like we're both getting involved on the socials, which is good to see because sometimes it can feel. As I know at a lot of clubs, it can feel like there's two, or it's almost like two different teams. Well, I always feel bad on that because I know the women have the games on the Sunday, and Saturday night we're trying to get them involved as much as we can, and they do a wicked job as a. Saturday night getting on the on the drink, but the one thing I would not want to be doing is playing the next day on the Sunday Sunday afternoon. Lauren, you've had a fair few hangovers of, I believe, this season and playing rugby the next day. How's it gone? You know what? I think the best, the only feedback I've got so far over these two seasons is I play better hungover. I was told I'm on an R in about this weekend, and I've been told that no, you need to go out, Lauren, because no offence, you play better when you're still drunk. So. I think, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, defi I definitely feel it, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe still being half cut in the morning 
it's not as scary playing as when you're sober. Maybe that's why Spuddy keeps having good games for the first team. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. But obviously, on the topic of that, Chaz, we have we're going to have a pretty heavy social Saturday night, and this is going to go on to the women's. The women have got a pretty big fixture Sunday against Litchfield, so that's obviously the reason for the podcast and having Lauren on this week is to build up a Litchfield game. This is actually rearranged, so they were meant to play Litchfield a few weeks ago, but now. Obviously, it's on Sunday. So, Lauren, will there be any badges at the social on Saturday? That is what we really want to know. As far as I know, I think there'll be a few of us wandering around. I don't know if you'll get us all involved or not, but you'll have to talk to us nicely. Yeah, um, so let's go on to that Litchfield game. What is, what's preparation? Obviously, it's hard because we're, the, we're filming this on a Monday night, training's on a Tuesday, but what's preparation looking like so far for, for Litchfield? Obviously, being quite a well-established team anyway. Yeah, I know. I mean, last time we played in a way, we suffered quite a um, big loss. Um, so I think it's kind of just working out whether we're playing a forwards or a backs game kind of thing. Um, I think definitely coming off the back of Sunday, again, Tamworth was a, a rearranged um, game. So similar to what you said, Dee, it's like kind of people have had to rearrange their weekends and fans have kind of been um, messed up. So it's kind of off the back of that looking maybe. Definitely our defence needs a lot of work and kind of coming up together and yeah just working out all like our support play and just kind of staying strong and keeping in there for the full 80 minutes um, we've had no end of decent players like come through and we won't suffer with kind of numbers on a weekend especially like a big game with Litchfield it's just hoping that all the girls all the women sorry can show up and we've got enough support on the sidelines as well which I'm sure we will we always do um, to kind of put a decent enough game out. And, and I know Chaz will agree uh, when I say, regardless of what age group's played, if it's under nines or men's first team or if it's the women's, playing against Litchwood, anything can happen on the day. It's it's one of those games where it's like it, a form, experience, everything goes out the window and it's kind of just, it's Spurton versus Litchfield. It's it's a pretty decent game and I'm sure, the game, is the game at home, Lauren? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, come down on Sunday for what is it, Charles? The Battle of Which Road is it in Burton? The A38. The Battle of the A38. <laughs> That's the Derby, the, Darby, the Battle of the A38. So, get yeah. down on Sunday. You know all about the A38, don't you, Stiggy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, I do. It must have been about this time last week, wasn't it? You were driving into the, uh, into the barriers. Yeah, it was, exactly. Seven days ago, so. <laughs> that's how much that's how much I love the thirty eight, so <laughs> uh anyway Lauren, so uh, I'll quiz you before we move on to Randy. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so best friend in the Badger squad. Oh, I'd have to probably go with I don't know, I get along with everyone. Um I don't know, this is hard. I'd probably say I probably talk to Neve or Daisy quite often most days. Oh, you've got Charlie Bagnall as well. He's always good for a social. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what is your favourite moment for the Badgers? Oh, favourite moment? Um, Playing-wise, I think it was beating Ashfield at home last season. Um, the support was great. We had the drum out. I think Tando was on the drum. Um, I think Ashfield had a bit to say afterwards with us having the drum out. And then maybe social... Um, 
I don't know, I quite like the I'm a Celeb Social. There was quite a few women there as well, so we all got involved. The games were interesting. Yeah, that is pretty massive. Uh, what is your go-to meal deal? Go-to meal deal? Um, I think it's Penn. Big Tesco. They've now got the go sushis in. Let's go for like a salmon rice bowl. Um, maybe a Lucas Aid. And it's, it's so rough. <laughs> it's like a jar of olives. Oh my days. Chaz, how do you feel about that? Got all of those sandwiches on offer: ham and cheese, uh, I'm going, I'm going chicken and stuffing, BLT wraps. You've got McCoy's crisps. You've got <laughs> expensive like smoothies. I'm thinking, oh, it's four pound, um, but I'm spending a four pound meal deal, and you've gone for a Lucasaid, fish and rice. <laughs> I might treat myself to a and bueno. olives <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> Uh, and then, obviously, I know this is a tricky one, but summer playing at Burton in three words. Um, obviously, only on the last kind of two years I've been there. And definitely, let's go welcoming, exciting, um, and sociable. And that's three words to sum up Spuddy Taylor. Pack it in. Yeah, so Chaz, if we're just looking, obviously, really exciting. As we've said, Sunday, home game against Litchfield for the, for the Burton Badgers. Please get down, get a big crowd down, and hopefully the girls will pull out a big W. As will, so. as will the men on Saturday, Chaz. Yes, big game for us this weekend. We are taking on Syston at a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. We got a bit of a drumming last time we played against them, if I'm honest. Yeah, we were we were awful. It was one of those games where they deserved it. I think to speak to their coach after, I think he said it just clicked for them today. And for us, we were just completely off it when we played Syston away last time. But fair enough, the ball didn't ever bounce in our, in our favour, but we were just all over the place. And that's probably the worst performance we've played all year. Yeah, we were absolutely crap. But it's really interesting, though, because we've both played 18 games this season. We're on 53 points and they're on 48. So we're slightly above them in the league this season. Um, obviously, if they get a five points win at the weekend, we will come level. Hopefully, we get a five point win and we take that gap a little bit wider. But every single time I play against Syston, they're always, always a well drilled team. Like yeah. They come with a good set piece, they've got a good scrum, and they've got some backs you can go and score some tries. So it'd be really interesting. Last season, they finished in second place. Currently, this season, they're in eighth place, which is a little bit confusing, especially as the only way we can judge them was when we played against them when they were unreal. Um, but obviously, they've not had some results go their way this season. And like we always mention, Burton at home on the Battlestead Crofts were usually a difficult team to beat. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, um... It's yeah, it's always it's always going to be an interesting game, but I think I believe there's a meal on. I could be wrong. I know there's a meal on Saturday, but I think there is a meal potentially on at the club on Saturday as well. So hopefully a big crowd, um, and hopefully we get more points because the league. I was I was thinking this: the league is so odd. Fair enough, top two and bottom two are probably done now, but everything in between them, you can literally lose one weekend and go down five places, or win and go up five places. 
Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if that's anything to do with the rearranged fixtures and games and teams not having full strength squads. I we can only speculate. However, like those middle middle section of teams, you know, Old Hales Onians and Broad Street only on seven and three points. At the top end, we've got Oxford and Stourbridge on seventy and eighty points, and then everyone in the middles on around high forties to to mid fifties and. All it takes is one win and you leapfrog someone. And yeah, anything can happen. So not many games left either. I think, is there four league games left? Go on. Uh, do you know where we were? How many points were on this time last season? Is it pretty similar to what we're on now? Um, I think Danny Carlin, the oracle of all the information, told me that we won, uh, at this point last season, we won nine games and we've now won ten games. So... Yeah, we're doing better at this point on win percentages, uh, which is not a bad thing. Not at all, and hopefully last four games we can pull together and then have a really good finish and hopefully finish towards the top end of the table. Yeah, definitely. But it's not just the first team, again, that have got games this weekend. Obviously, the women are playing against Litchfield, but it's a massive, massive game for the A team as they play against Burstall away from home. Burstall are also in the kind of bottom half of the league table with the A-team. They're looking to build on the result which they got from against Boston two weekends ago. And five points here could really, really help kind of get that gap away from relegation. They're currently sat on negative nine points. I don't quite know how you can get negative nine points uh, unless you do a Kenilworth and don't turn up to play your matches. Um, so... Yeah, massive game for them. They want to separate that gap away from Boston. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can do that. Yeah, and um, Burstall, I think I've been really struggling for players. I think uh, I think they've been struggling to, t- to actually put players out for games this year. That's why they're on negative nine points. But weirdly enough, they're actually a very, very good team on, the de- on their day. I think we went to them last year. And in the first half, we were losing like 30 points to nil. And then we came back and Tando scored two minutes left. Tando scored from five metres. I basically fell over from the five metre line and no one's going to get underneath that. <laughs> no, uh, one want, no one would want to get underneath that. And, um, and then we scored to go ahead and everyone thought we'd won and then they kicked a last minute penalty to win. So they're not a bad team on the day, but like you said, a big win here could really help our race. Fingers crossed that could be the, the bit that keeps us up this year. Yeah, and we've already mentioned about our B team on, on last week's pod. Four games left of the season. They are on 82 league points with a, what, 20 points available. We want to see if they can beat the 100 points mark in the league. They've had nine home wins. They've had eight away wins and just the one loss of the season, giving them 17 wins. I'm rooting for them so badly. Hopefully they can get a big five-pointer this weekend as they play against... Who are they playing against? They are playing against Newcastle Staffs, who are bottom of the league. Not to say that that's a dead cert that they're going to do it, because when they played away a few uh, weeks early into the season, it was a bit of a close game against Newcastle. Yeah, and the pressure on the B team... Uh... They need to hit this 100 points mark, otherwise they're going to be the best team in, this, in the club this year. But, go on, Chaz. I was going to say, talking about being the best team in the club, 
they didn't win an award, did they, in the East Ashborough Council? The B team, 17 wins this season, 82 points, only one loss away from home. We do have some champions, though, in the East Ashborough Trophy, is it? Yes, so the we've got a few good things to come out of the club. The uh, East Staffs Sports Awards, the Ted Smith Junior Team of the Year in Pursuit of Excellence are Burton Rugby Club Under-13s, which I believe is... The team the that's one year older than the Under-12s, one yep. year younger than the 14s. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and I believe the coach is, I believe is Michelle Wakeland. Is she lead, does she lead on the Under-13s? Michelle Wakelin, Rob Wakelin, and I know there's Choppy. Edgar Brown. And Edgar Brown is always down there coaching. We're probably missing a few coaches off. And by no way, give me words out, by no way means are we trying to be disrespectful there. Um, sorry if we've offended and missed anyone off. But yeah, the under 13s. Yeah, and then we've got uh, East Staffordshire Sports Coach of the Year goes to Neil Whitehead. Uh, the East Staffordshire Disabled Performer of the Year goes to Darren Matthews and the Vic Roebuck Trophy for Sports Unsung Hero goes to Glyn Bennett yeah congratulations everyone involved I I know from Glyn with the Unsung Hero Awards I've absolutely been the, the spearhead of the women the women's of the wheelchair rugby team He's been great. I spent a bit of time with him on one Saturday morning, part of the wheelchair rugby team, and he was just fantastic. The way that he's kind of pulled this all together and made a brand new dimension of the rugby club. Um, he's been amazing. And congratulations to the other coaches on achieving their awards. We're very fortunate at Burton Rugby Club to have so many willing volunteers. You are the 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 thing that makes Burton Rugby Club so special and everyone's grateful for everything that you do. Couldn't have said it better. So yeah, that takes us up to, I guess, wrapping up the show. We are really looking forward to seeing so many faces down at the club this weekend to watch um, the senior teams both Saturday and Sunday. Fingers crossed we don't get any more rain this week because the pond that is creating down at the entrance of the John Taylor Free School uh, we will soon be turning the place into a fishing club rather than a rugby club. But hopefully it's not going to be too bad. If not, just bring your wellies and just wade yourself through to the club. I look forward to seeing you all there. This was the Burton Rugby Club podcast and I'll see you next week. <laughs>